Greetings, everybody. I'm Jeremiah. That's him. She's Vanya. That's me. Welcome to another episode of the Beard and Curls podcast, where culture and creativity meets consciousness. If you're new here, consider subscribing to our YouTube channel. Or follow us on your favorite platform for the latest, most exciting conversations anywhere. Okay, let's do this. Cue that intro. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Margo Bingham. Karen Parsons. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You're now tuned in. You are now tuned in. You are now tuned in to Beard and Curls. 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 Keep it locked. Today, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship and cultural economics with the one and only Jessica Perez, an award-winning broadcasting journalist and entertainment entrepreneur, as well as the co-founder of Greater Management. She's so decorated, y'all. Please be sure to check out the full bio in the show notes. You know her, you love her. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hey guys, I'm so excited. I'm so happy to be a part of your show today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome, awesome. We love you already. <laughs> Thank you. I love you guys already. <laughs> so today we're gonna be doing a deep dive into entrepreneurship and cultural economics. But first, let's just start with uh, the entrepreneurship piece. And so you and your fiance Castell own a you know company together called Greater Management. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So Greater Management is a creative consultancy agency that focuses on branding and speaking partnerships. Um, a little backstory of how we created Greater Management was um, I had prior um, entrepreneurship experience. I had my own company at the time called Industry High, where I gave the opportunity to young talent to kind of showcase their talent and share their story to the world. I felt back in the days, we didn't really have um, a lot of radio stations giving talents that exposure that they needed. And that's where I came in. I did a lot of branding for a lot of up and coming artists and having a radio background, I just felt like I dived into marketing. I did a lot of creative design for artists. And also when you're in radio, you learn how to brand yourself as well. So having that experience and Cassell also being an entrepreneur, um, being a three-time author, having experience in the marketing world and also in Wall Street, we kind of came one day and we were like, you know what? We need to have something together. If we're going to be together, we have to create something together. You're an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. We have 10 plus years of experience in entrepreneurship let's let's do something for the community let's do something that's bigger than us and that's how greater management came about we wanted to give back to the community and we felt like there was like a gap that didn't focus on like branding and speaking partnerships creatively um, within our culture so that's where we came in. We've worked with numerous companies from Disney Plus to the Brooklyn Nets to LinkedIn. We've done a lot of great partnerships with also corporate um, clients, basically bringing in all of our digital marketing expertise, our creative um, expertise, and bringing logistics and, and numbers, as Castell likes to say, um, we, we do it all as far as like business and marketing and digital marketing, um, all things tech. And yeah, that's how we came about um, bringing our purpose together as purpose mate, as I like to say, and creating, creating something for the legacy and creating something that is so much needed within our culture right now. That's what's up. <laughs> so how do you guys manage to create boundaries between your professional, you know, 
work yes. relationship and your personal life to make sure it remains balanced. I love this question because we get asked a lot, like, how do you guys work together? Like, it's crazy to run a business with your partner. Like, how do you guys make it happen? And I, first of all, I say like, there's no boundaries because we're both entrepreneurs and I feel like entrepreneurs need to be with entrepreneurs. Um, no offense to anybody out there, <laughs> but I feel like when you're an entrepreneur and you're with someone that has that same drive and that same vision, they get it. Like, I don't ever question when Castell is up at two, three in the morning on his laptop working because I understand that he has a vision for us. And likewise, like, I know he understands when I have to go out and, and do client work or be on my laptop on a Sunday, like, he understands. And I think that the, the key to it all when we work together as a couple is to have fun to really love what you do, but also have fun doing what we love to do. And I think that's the boundary, like have fun doing what you do with your purpose mate. I think I'm it's just- about that. Doesn't it, doesn't it even feel like work? Like what you guys are doing, doesn't it even feel like that? It does, well, sometimes it does feel like work because Castell is more of a numbers guy and I'm like super creative. So sometimes it does feel like, okay, just you gotta snap it off because as a creative, I also had to learn how to how to do business i think that I, I for so long being in radio um got a little caught up with like saying yes to everything and he is a businessman he's like super business super numbers guy like okay what's what how much are we gonna get cut the paycheck <laughs> he goes straight straight to the money um and i think that he brings that side where i really had to sit down and learn like okay this is business this is this is work and it feels it feels like a learning experience but it's so much needed to have that balance as well you know within anybody who is working together like you have to have that balance mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. sure yeah definitely and i think um, I like I like what you said that he is more number oriented and you are more like um, creative. I think yeah. um, you guys have different strengths and when you come together, you know, you complement each other uh, because both of you bring something. And if you're able to value that about each other, then it's yes. like it's like great. Yes, yes. I yeah. think it's important as a you know as purpose mate. I continue to say purpose mate. I just love the word purpose because when two people are together, it's just bigger than you guys. Um, I think it's very important to know that together you're, you're building, you know, you're building not only for yourselves, but you're building for your future kids, you're building for your community. And when you keep those things in mind, I think that it's just, it just cont continues to drive you and it gives you like a clear vision of where you're headed. So it's like definitely like a motivation of, okay, I want to continue doing this with you. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow. No, I appreciate mm -hmm. everything you're sharing so far. So I guess the question that I have for you, Jessica, is like, what are some things that you wish you would have known before you started that you know now that maybe might help somebody else who's maybe thinking about starting a business or going into an entrepreneurship venture, but may not necessarily have that final push to kind of bring themselves to do it? I think this is such a good question. You, I'm having flashbacks to when I was 21 years old interning at so many companies. I was 
jumping around from like MTV to at the time it was CTV, um, from Telemundo, I was just all over the place, to be honest. I was just like, I wanna make this dream happen. I wanna be on radio, I wanna be on TV. And I kept jumping up and down and like, it wasn't until one day my dad sat me down and he was like, I know you love communications. I know you, you love your career, but I feel like you need to focus on one thing and make that one thing work. And I would give myself advice of focus focus on one thing and make that one thing great and see how it goes. I think that jumping around from MTV to Telemundo didn't give me that focus that I needed at the time. And I mean, it was, it, it was a blessing because it really allowed me to see that I didn't want to work for those companies that I wanted to create my own but I also feel like, what if I would have stayed at NBC or what if I would have stayed at the Lamundo? I probably could have been like, you know, much bigger. I probably could have been like a pioneer of diversity inclusion right now for the Lamundo. So I think that it's important to know that at the beginning of your career, it's, it's good to focus, focus on one thing and make that one thing work and make it good. Yeah, and that's actually interesting you say that because a lot of times, even with her, because she's a creative type and she mm-hmm. has so many different things that she could do, you know, like yeah. singing, to, you know, coaching, yeah. uh, speaking, all these different things that she's great at. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard to really just own in on just one thing because you're good yeah. at so many different things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really, you know, important and sage advice that you're telling people to just own in on that, just that one thing. And, it, yes. and that happens to be focused. Yes. And I, I can relate so much to that because mm-hmm. I, I naturally have a lot of interest and I naturally like to explore things and just like that's that's like the curiosity in me and I like everything you're saying seems like you have that so and I remember one day I had a conversation with a really good friend of mine and she told me like it's okay to plan long term you don't have to try to do 10 things at the same time you can focus on a few things this year and next year you focus on other things but for me that's like a, a very foreign concept because i'm too I, I don't have that patience you know what i mean yeah, yeah. So it took a lot of intentionality to mm-hmm. change that mindset and be okay with not doing certain things that i also love but yeah. i th- i think that is like a brilliant advice to to focus and make decisions that lead mm-hmm. to that focus so what does focus mean Sometimes I need to leave my phone off. Otherwise, I can't. I can't right. focus. You know what I mean. So, so you have to find meaning uh, for yourself, right. so you can you can be productive and yeah. Right. I like that, and I also feel like in the entertainment business, it's so easy to get sidetracked, and this is where the focus comes in because I would go to so many events, but I would network with the wrong people. Like I would, and especially because I'm such an energy giver, like I would even attract the wrong people with my positive energy. I'm like, what is happening? Like I'm in the middle of like all these great events, but I'm networking with the right, the wrong people instead of networking with the right people. And this is where you're focused and, and just being aware of where you are and where you want to go um it just requires a lot of focus and especially in the entertainment business especially i can't imagine definitely definitely and Mm -hmm. it's interesting because like jeremiah 
he is so natural at it. Like he, like you don't have problem with focus. No, right? not at all. I like, don't know, I'm like, how do you do that? So he doesn't have problem with focus. He focuses. Yeah. He, yeah. No, I will say this though. I do have to wake up every day and uh -huh. just really just be intentional about it as well. So even though mm -hmm. I don't have that problem, but I still mm -hmm. make a choice every day to say, okay, so what do I want to accomplish today? And right. what do I want to be able to get out of today so that way I can feel it. It's not just good about today, but tomorrow and the rest of the week. And so really right. just being intentional, even though I don't have as much of a challenge as some others, but it's mm -hmm. still hard for me being intentional about making that choice every day. Right. And I think also, I love the, the word that you mentioned, it's being intentional. I think that when you are intentional, you see things a lot more clear and you see the goal, like what's the end goal? And for me, being a creative, it took me a while. It really took me a while to understand business. Like I had to really pick up on books and read. Like I was like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I know nothing about business. I need to teach myself. So I've read books like The Gospel of Wealth. Um, I've read books, oh my God, like The uh, Guidance 33. Um, that's Shameless Plug by Castell. Uh, but I've literally read so many books on entrepreneurship that really helped me to see things, not only create in a creative mindset, but also like business because a lot of people who are in the creative world, they do tend to have problems um, reading contract contracts, saying no to people. Mm -hmm. um, they have problems with focusing on one, you know, one aspect of business and just making sure that what you do also requires a knowledge of of, of business, you know, mm -hmm. and and and. When I say business, it's it's everything. It's business management. It's your team. It's you know, um, how much should I get paid? It's negotiation. Like as women, sometimes we feel afraid to ask for a promotion or to ask for a raise. And mm -hmm. I think that all of that reading really helped me to understand um, as a creative that I need. I need to have these business management skills to succeed or else I'll just, you know, I'll just get sunk in and people won't see me as a value. But most importantly, I won't see myself as value. Um, and I think that for any entrepreneur, especially like creative entrepreneurs who, you know, have side hustles and they feel like they have to do it all in order to survive, it's like, you don't have to do it all. Like you don't, like you can pick one thing and make that one skill set work. Uh, but what you do need to learn is logistics. You do need to know numbers because mm -hmm. it all comes down to how much are we going to get paid? That's what I was going to say though. Just <laughs> as much as, you know, you're in it because you have a passion, you want to do the right thing for your community. You want to, you know, help others Mm -hmm. business to make money like i think i've heard this before like if you have a business and you're not making money you just have a hobby and exactly. so like, so what are some practical um you know things that you could share with us right now to be able to monetize you know your skill set yeah i think that some practical um steps that you can take is one read 
please read, 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 whether you want to be a writer, whether you want to be a marketing and branding expert, I really recommend that you read and take some courses. Like school is not over. You know what I mean? Like I'm (laughs) headed back to school to get my master's. Like it is not done. Like we should always be open to learning. So that's the first step. Like take your pen and paper, write down what it is that I need to learn to be successful in the marketing and branding world. Second is execute, execute your ideas and, and network, like network. Your network is so important. Reach out to people. Like it is not difficult to find in people's DM and ask them questions. Like right now we're living in an era where that is okay to reach out to people through social media and say like, Hey, do you have, I love your work. I love what you're doing. I, I'm a fan of what you do. Do you think you have some time to uh, mentor me and, and, and teach me the ropes of what is it that you do? I would love to learn from you who's an expert. Like, it's okay to do that. Back then, like 10, 20 years ago, it wasn't okay. Like we didn't have the resources that most people have now, that we have now. Exactly. Um, so I would say, those are three practical steps that you can take. Really learn, get gain the gain the knowledge that you need from whatever career um, aspect that you need to that you would like to pursue. Um, learn it very well, and network. Really yeah. network with people. I think that people without people, well, we it, it's hard to succeed. To be honest, like most of my opportunities nowadays really still come from like people that I've met in the past. Um, mm-hmm. who still remember my name and still remember my energy and still remember, you know, my passion. They're like, oh, like, I remember her. Let's, let's give her the opportunity because we already know her. We already network with her. We already know who she is. Yeah. And I think that when, when you carry yourself with, with good energy and you network with the right people, um, it could take you really far. No, I love it. It's about building those genuine relationships, you know, those mm-hmm. things. You know, can come back years later where you're like, oh, okay, I remember this person. You know, we established rapport way back when, and now yes. you know, let's connect with them again. And also, you talk about networking because, like we always say, you miss 100 of the shots you don't take. So mm-hmm. it's an opportunity to maybe reach out to someone and connect with them, especially now during mm-hmm. this quarantine. Everybody's for the most part available to some degree, whereas maybe yeah. six, seven months ago, you probably would hardly be able to get anybody to do to be able to do anything so i think you know at this point you're doing yourself a disservice by not mm-hmm. reading and so i guess the, the advice that i mean not advice but the question i would ask about that is like what would you say to someone who maybe as personality type does not lend them to maybe reach out to people because you seem effervescent you seem like you're very comfortable talking to people what about like someone who may not be as comfortable talking with others and things like get that? uncomfortable <laughs> get uncomfortable you gotta get uncomfortable like things don't happen Things just don't happen when you have a closed mouth. It just doesn't. And now you have, like, we have the power of the internet. Like, you can easily reach out to people. If you're not a person that likes to interact with people in person, like, you have social media now to do to do that. You know what I mean? Like, you can do it virtually. Like, hey, can, you, can we set up some time on Zoom or, you know, stream, whatever it is. Um, we have ways where if you are a, a person that doesn't like to meet in person, sign in people's e- email people. Like, 
I still email people. I still go, you know, I'm still a little old school where I email people and I follow up with people via email. Um, I would say get uncomfortable, really. Like, I know it takes some time to really develop those skills, but um, I'm just thinking about this book and it's called um, How to Win and Influence Friends read that book like it will help you and it will guide you to find ways how to how to talk to people you know mm-hmm. it talking to people is it's a skill set but it's also like something that it requires time to get used to right mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know we all know that networking can take a toll sometimes mm-hmm. when we go out to these events and we meet people it's like the same Thing over and over again you you waste so much energy but again you you should work the room and work the room with the right people all you need is just that one person that one right person in the room mm-hmm. um, but really uh, read books get uncomfortable you got social now where you don't have to meet people in person you can mm-hmm. just slide in someone's DM and communicate that way if you don't feel comfortable in person. Definitely. And one thing that I wanted to add also is that if you want to become an entrepreneur, you have to be willing to invest also because you have to be willing to invest in yourself. So don't think that everything should be free, you know, because that's not a mindset that you want to attract either. Right, right. Be willing to to invest in things that are going to be beneficial long-term, but also like challenge yourself to have mind, that mindset. You may not be able to invest a lot of money in everything that you want, but you can start, you know, um, slowly. And yeah, so that's another thing that I think. Right, and entrepreneurship is a journey. Like it's a marathon. It doesn't stop. Like you literally have been an entrepreneur for 10 years and it took me six internships. It took me, you know, working side jobs as a receptionist and, doing so many temp work in order to make my full-time entrepreneurship goal work. You know, it took me to sit down and write, you know, my first book. It took me, it's just a journey. And people think that people want instant gratitude. People want instant success. And it's just like, no, it's a process. Like things don't happen overnight, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, and which is something that I'm also teaching one of my nieces who's 18. She's getting into like beauty school. She wants to do her own nail salon. I'm like, okay, what are the things that we need to learn before you start promoting is have you trademarked the name of your company? No. I'm like, okay, that's, that's a no, no. Like you can't start <laughs> something on Instagram and not trademark, not have you have, a, do you have a website? Like a lot of people that I meet who want to be entrepreneurs or they say they're entrepreneurs, don't even have a website, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, there are practical steps that we can take and check off boxes um, that we can do as entrepreneurs that will get us to succeed. But success doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, I'm now getting featured on Forbes. I'm now getting featured on Medium. I'm now getting featured now mm-hmm. after so many years of, you know, mm-hmm. putting my head down and, crying at night like is this ever gonna happen Laura like mm-hmm. should I go back to a nine-to-five mm-hmm. like, what's what's gonna happen next you know questioning that mm-hmm. all of that comes with entrepreneurship and it's okay you're gonna have mm-hmm. good times you're gonna have bad times you're gonna have broke times you're gonna have you know times where you're gonna be super you know 
wealthy like it's mm-hmm. it's part of the journey it never stops it's a it's a marathon for sure yeah so you said should i go back to to the nine to five um lifestyle right (laughs) what like what made you decide to leave the nine to five like when when did you know for sure that you were ready okay so i always encourage people to set themselves up for success i feel that working a nine to five is still okay you can Mm -hmm. still be an entrepreneur a part-time entrepreneur and work your nine to five job. I think it's very important to, as when you're working a nine to five, to invest in your business, save before you make the full decision to become a full-time entrepreneur, because it is not easy. You don't, you do not want to end up at someone's couch. You do not want to end up back at your mama's house. Like, mm-hmm. please, um, I can't stress this enough as a full-time entrepreneur, save, 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 save while you're at your nine to five. But if you do have a partner that's providing, you do have um, people supporting you, you you have it all basically, then you shouldn't even be thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be, you shouldn't second guess it because you're literally second guessing your purpose. Um, And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be detrimental. Like, just go for it. Go for it. Just go for it. Do it. Like somebody else is waiting for you to take that opportunity to launch that business. Like you could change someone, somebody's life. And that's how I see entrepreneurship. Like you have impact to change a community. You have impact to change someone's life. Like, why would you not want to Go for it, knowing that you you have that power in your hands to create change. So in a way, you feel like if somebody has something to offer to the world and society, and they're not actually moving forward in that journey and that purpose, they're actually doing the world and themselves a disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called sloth. And the I mean, I don't want to get biblical on you guys, oh, no. <laughs> but it's definitely go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to get biblical, but sloth that's that's a sin. It's sloth is a sin, and the Bible mentions how sloth is a sin, and you not doing what you're meant to do in this world is a sin. Like, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to, like, I feel like you could live heaven on earth. Like, we should move, live, you could live heaven on earth. You could pursue your dreams. You could do what you love. You could live happy every day. You could create good energy every day. Like, I, I feel like people have choices. You have choices, and those choices are whether or not determines if you're going to succeed or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's all in your hands. Like I love rooting for people. I love seeing people win. That drives me, especially like on social media. You see, I mean, social media is people's highlight, but it inspires me to see that someone has written a book, or it inspires me to see that people are winning. Like I take it as inspiring. Like wow. I want to do that. Like mm-hmm. I want to be successful. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's all perspective. It's all how you see things. Mm-hmm. Definitely, no, that's what's up. I like that. And so I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit. I know we kind of yeah. maybe on some of these already with some of the things that we've talked about. But as far as like the cultural economics, like there's a big push right now to buy black and support, uh, you know, black businesses and black owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And so what are some ways that people can actually make that commitment and support black owned businesses? And what are some of the ways that you guys are invested to doing that as well? 
Yeah, I think that where Castell and I were definitely making a conscious decision to really invest back into our people. And I think that um, we've been on this wave, though. Like, we've been on buy Black, support our people, because most of the times a lot of people that have companies, they don't even hire us, you know? So that makes you think, like, who you support is detrimental to your success as well. Like we want to buy black, we want to support our people. I'd rather go to our homeboy store, Savant, Savant Vision in Brooklyn and know that by me buying a t-shirt is going to keep his light on for his business. You understand what I mean? Like that to me is important to, to give back and to create power within our communities because um, that's the only way we, we will be able to grow. That's the only way we will be able to stop these systematic hurdles that we're seeing right now if we invest in each other. Um, and it's just something that right now we're just, we're just making sure that instead of buying from, you know, a 99 cent store, uh, we support, you know, we buy block that, we buy black, black.com, which carries most of your daily necessities from mm -hmm. a 99 cent store. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I think that it's just creating that conscious decision of supporting our people and investing in, you're investing in yourself, basically. You're investing in, in someone's uh, future, someone to go to college. Like all of that is important. And all of that is providing resources to other black and brown families, mm -hmm. um, yep. for sure. Yeah keep the money within the community, keep the money in our pockets and things like that. So I love it. Yes. So I and, live in, and live in your community, you know, don't like, that is so important. We complain about gentrification all the time, but what we're complaining about gentrification, but our families weren't buying the block. Like our families weren't investing in real estate. So we really can't complain. Like what we can do is create change. Ooh, that's a bar, guys. <laughs> to create change now like we can't dwell on the past of you know my parents didn't invest in the community they didn't buy you know they weren't invested in real estate in, in the community okay so we have the we have the chance to create that change um mm -hmm. and to pay it forward and to know that okay instead of me going to soho i can go to no strand in brooklyn where it's there's a whole strip of black black owned businesses and support those small businesses mm -hmm. it really isn't that difficult i think that now um this this whole pandemic you know uh racial pandemic has really 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 exposed a lot of people and i think that we needed this in a good way. Like we needed to become um, socially aware and conscious that we need to invest back into our people. Um, and this is a good, listen, it's a good time to be black right now. It's always a good time. It's yeah. always a good time to be black, but this time it's really good. Like we should all still apply. We should all still create. We should all still support. You know, and I think that um, we, you know, this this is just a blessing for us. Absolutely. I don't think people are stopping any anytime soon. 
Well, that's good. That people are, are being aware. Like, so there's no stopping. No stopping. consciousness <laughs> <laughs> of America. And mm-hmm. I think people are more receptive to what it is that, like you said, we've been doing for the longest time. And yeah. it's just, yeah. you know. Be more intentional. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, it's just a matter of becoming more intentional. And yes. put into practice what you know. So not so instead of being passive, just become active about it. Yes, become active about it and show up. Show up for people. Really, like I I don't like to talk about things too much. I like to show up. You know, if I have a friend who's promoting a book, I want to be there and support and buy, like buy things. Like I feel like a lot of our blessings also come from supporting people. Like we don't expect that anything in return. You know, it doesn't hurt to buy someone's book. It doesn't hurt to repost someone's Insta story or photo and say, look, this person has an amazing podcast, Beard and Curls, like support them. You know what I mean? Support them. It doesn't hurt to to support people. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think uh, to that point, like we've done some of that, like even like with like past guests. Like they have a book, we'll buy the book. We don't even like, yes. hey, can you send us a book for free? No, we'll buy the book. Exactly. Or, you know, we'll, have a course, we'll buy your course. So, you know, we'll post some old stories or videos or some stuff that you've done. Because again, we want to show that love. We want to be able to say, hey, it's not just lip service. We really right. want to, to put you on and continue to help you with what you're trying to do because you're helping out the community. You're doing something positive. So, yes, 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 yes. And I've gotten people where they leave me comments like, I remember yesterday I was checking my Insta story and this 16 year old girl was dropped a comment and said, Hey, I'm selling bonnets. Can you buy one? And I was like, Oh, let me go check. She was like a 16 year old entrepreneur. She has like all these like amazing bonnets and I bought one. Had she never dropped a comment, you know, I probably would have been like, okay, I don't know who she is or no one would have known who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but she took the risk to leave a comment and I wanted her to know, like, I acknowledge you. It's a comment, mm-hmm. but I, acknowledge, I don't know if it was a robot, but I acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge <laughs> that you are a 16 year old black girl hustling. Mm-hmm. You have your own business. I'm going to support that. Well, I just love to see people win. I That's really cool. do. I genuinely do. So let me ask you this, though, Um, because of everything that's going on in this push to buy black and support black, do you think we could ever get to the point where we go back to having another black Wall Street like we had back in the day? That's such a good question. I feel like we have some powerful people on the rise right now. And I don't doubt that with the conscious decisions that a lot of people are making, especially like we have a lot of successful women who are entrepreneurs we have a lot of black entrepreneurs like if we were to get together collectively imagine the things that we can do and i don't doubt that we can create a black wall street again Mm -hmm. um i would love to see that happen I would love to be alive and see that happen. Um, but there's just there's no doubt there's no doubt that that's a possibility so mm-hmm. my final question uh, for you, uh, Jessica, is yes. what can we expect from greater management going forward? What do you guys have in store and what do you have in store personally as well? Yes. So I have in store uh, my children's book called The Adventures of Susana. I am ready to launch it soon. 
I'm so excited because my book has been, it's been a two year journey. Like I literally started writing this series of book, which is in Spanish and in English two years ago. Um, God gave me this vision that I needed to give back to children. And um, I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, how, like how, what is it that you want me to do, God? <laughs> and mm -hmm. the vision came to create this book in Spanish and English um, and to bring different adventures to life. Um, that's how the Adventures of Susana came about. Uh, but this book is most importantly dedicated to my little brother who passed away from leukemia. So it's dedicated to a lot, to all children battling cancer, battling leukemia. Um, it's, it's a personal book that it, Mm -hmm. I, I hold it close to my heart um, and it's dedicated to to all little kids um, that are out there battling cancer. Um, and I hope that this book will touch their lives and will create magic in in their hearts and their spirit. Um, so that's something I'm excited about. Um, mm -hmm. I'm launching. So the first book, it's like it's a series. I have three books already. So I'm, I'm going to launch it one by one. The first one is The Adventures of Susana in El Parque, in the park. Mm -hmm. um, and then we definitely, Castell and I, have some good news coming through Greater Management. We can't say yet. Okay. okay. We can't say yet. But it's something <laughs> that people have been expecting from us. So we will be launching that soon. So you got to follow Greater Management on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but besides that, uh, you know, we st we're still working with a lot of our clients, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Google. So, you know, we're still we're open to helping a lot of people who are embarking, you know, their new journey as entrepreneurs and want to launch their business. Um, we're open for new clients and yeah and and we're just you know just feeling very grateful for what we have right now um so those are some of the things that we have in the works sounds like an exciting time thank you thank you thank you thank you for sharing all of that you know it's it's of course it's nice to hear where the motivation comes from and yeah so thank you and how can someone find you online Yes, so you guys can follow. First of all, please uh, check out our business, greater grtrmgmt.com. That's our official website, which will lead you to both of our socials uh, platforms. Uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, and my Facebook, it's all the same. It's mm -hmm. I-T-S-J-E-S-P-E-R-E-Z, Perez, and um, yeah. Jessica, really, thank you for taking the time and sharing all your insights with us. Mm -hmm. It's been a joy having you on, for sure. Thank you so much for having me, guys. You guys are beautiful together. I love it. Black love. It's, it's a beautiful <laughs> thing to see. Um, God bless you guys, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, there you have it, folks. That's our show for today. Thanks again for tuning in. And as always, like it or not, Beard and, and Curls is the new his and hers. hers.